0: Hello and welcome once again, well, not once again, for the second time to our storytelling podcast. I am Domine.
1: And I'm Elin.
0: And what's today's topic, Elin?
1: Well, we're going to talk uh, today about storytelling in video games. Because that's uh, an entirely different kind of telling a story, right?
0: I would say so, yeah. Um, I think personally that in video games you can get away with stuff. Uh, that you could never do in a, in another kind of uh, medium in other right. k- forms of storytelling. And also there are things that you can do in, in you know in, in a movie or in a book that you could never do in a game. So it's it's a very different uh, medium
1: Right and since especially in RPGs, uh, they work a lot with quest lines mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to uh, to use more than one storyline which is very interesting.
0: That is interesting yes. I agree.
1: Without it becoming too complex.
0: Yeah, I think actually, uh, and I think a lot of people will disagree with me here, and I may end up getting lynched by the internet mob, but (laughs) I believe that video games should not have uh, storylines that are too complex because, well, of course, I mean, it kind of depends on the type of game, etc. But in the end, I feel that when you're playing a game, the number one issue is that it's a game, and you want right. you want to play it. And the storyline is sort of, sort of the you know the, the thread that combines all the gameplay elements, and it gives you a goal, etc. But it has to be fairly simple so you can focus as a, yeah, as a player.
1: I agree, since uh, lots of video games with. Uh, which try to be very original and have these complex stories often it's the gameplay that suffers from it and that's that's just a pity
0: yeah sure um i mean a a great story doesn't have to be a complex story i'm all in favor of 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 good stories of you know stories that are appealing that are exciting that with characters that you get to know and love and i'm all for that of course but what we don't need, I think, is complex forms of storytelling where you have flashbacks and flash forwards right. and 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 then and visiting different characters in different situations at different times mm-hmm. and and uh, you know um, uh, I think that that's not really something that works in a game um, and, and I'm really going to get uh, lynched for this one, <laughs> but I feel that um, The Witcher Three Really suffered from this, and I know that the game was praised a lot for its storyline, but I thought that that was actually a a big problem in the game. You know, it starts with a flashback, and then uh, the next ten minutes um, are are a dream, and then suddenly you're back in, you know, reality. But uh, inception. Yeah, and then (laughs) and then then suddenly you play as a different character, and and. And you, you find out things as a player that the main character, uh, Geralt, doesn't know. And, yeah. and I think the whole thing, storytelling-wise, it becomes just a huge mess. And that doesn't work. Yeah, and it's often
1: because the creators want to be original and they want to be new and, and inventive. And I understand that, but uh, I agree. Yeah, I completely agree. It didn't end well, did it? Your dream? No. A Wild Hunt appeared attacked Siri
0: I couldn't move stood there like a stump I, I really liked for me uh, my favorite story that I've ever played in a video game was Knights of the old Republic uh, and um, yeah and that's a great story and it's got a twist somewhere uh, around three quarters of, of the game it's got a great villain great characters it's got everything you want in a story but It's structured in such a way Mm -hmm. that you never have to deal with too much information at once as a player.
1: A good story doesn't take a lot of complexity. Look at um, Stephen King, who often starts his stories with a a simple what-if question. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, Kingdoms of Amalur, which was an interesting game because uh, everyone's destiny is fixed, but you as the main character, you have a destiny that can be changed, and that's a very simple element but the start of a very interesting story.
0: And and in a way, not to be too postmodern about this, but I thought that was actually a, a nice little meta element because what you just described, that situation, that's what all games are like in the end, you know? Everybody's fate is sort of more or less sealed in video games. Mm-hmm. Everybody's an NPC. right? But you, as a, the player, are the only one who can changed things you are the only real agent in the world and i think uh, the creators of of kingdoms of amalur sort of ran with that idea and turned it into a setting and that was really original i liked that a lot
1: (laughs) i know i've been severely warned by domine not to turn this (laughs) into a (laughs) into a bethesda (laughs) merchandise (laughs) but i i really love the the simple story of of skyrim where you're just the dragonborn and the only one with the power of dragons who can who is also a match for these dragons
0: yeah i agree it's a straightforward story in skyrim you're the dragonborn only you can defeat the dragons but you know over over the course of uh, a number of sub quests they do add a, an element of mystery to it you have to discover things you have to grow um, it is it is nicely built up step by step mm-hmm. but what in my opinion the big strength of, of Skyrim and of Bethesda's style of open-world storytelling is that the main quest is fairly simple and can be finished in a Relatively short amount of time compared to what the game has to offer
1: mm-hmm.
0: but That allows you to spend a hundred hours doing something else and then pick up the main quest again. And you know, you kind of know where you are and you don't have to think really hard. Oh, wait, what was, what did I have to do again in the main quest? What was that about again? You're right back in. Um, And other games that have tried open world storytelling like Dragon Age Inquisition, for example, the third Dragon Age, in my opinion, suffers a bit from the fact that They want to tell this huge story, and it's spread out over this, over, you know, dozens and dozens of hours of gameplay. And in between, you do all these tiny little side quests that are actually not really important. And as a result, it becomes stretched, sort of thin, like (laughs) butter scraped (laughs) over too much bread. bread. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, what I, what I think is, is really great about Bethesda storytelling, uh, and, and I'm also talking about Fallout 4 here, which uh, also has a very simple storyline, is uh, in an open world game, you can have these tiny little quest lines, and you, you may have a, a much simpler story that is not uh, original enough in, in lots of people's uh, opinion, but you can have multiple storylines. And it can go very far. They even tell stories just by their settings. For example, when you get into the den of a reekling, and you see <laughs> <laughs> you see just the mess they make, it tells you something. Maybe about you should tell the creatures. listeners what a reekling
0: is. It's uh. it's
1: this tiny little cute creature. Um, it's one of the the enemies in Skyrim, but there's a quest line where you can become friends with them as well. Yo, Maybe you too strong, too strong, want to be chief. But um, when you enter their caves, they're really messy. And that's kind of cute because you learn about the way they live and the way they are just by the hmm. way they arrange the settings. And uh, there's also this this book, The Lusty Argonian Maid, <laughs> in Skyrim. And for some reason, these Reeklings, they have a very big pile of them. Everywhere in their caves. So they're very big fans. Dirty
0: little guys. Yeah,
1: dirty little guys. (laughs) So that's what I love about it. Just...
0: The dirty little guys. Entering
1: um, (laughs) a room in Fallout tells you an entire story just by the little notes you find. very often, yeah. uh, It's just storytelling within storytelling within storytelling. I've
0: heard that um, the Dark Souls series does that as well. Yeah. You you get... I've heard that what's really cool about Dark Souls is that when you play the game mm-hmm. there isn't much storytelling directly mm-hmm. but when you just exploring the world and 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 finding books and and looking at places you can you start to sort of puzzle together what happened in oh, in nice. in this world and it becomes this really really big epic lore but it's very right sort of subtle and it
1: creates this kind of mystery yeah like like in uh, a lot of adventure games do this too uh, very well uh, that's what i loved about the the Mist series as well it was this mysterious world and every time you you uh, found out about a new location it was you learn more about the the situation you were in and the world you were in and uh, that's kind of a, a way of storytelling that you cannot do in a novel or an audio drama you can only do that in games making the the protagonist uh, the gamer actually explore and find things out on on its own
0: yeah exactly you know those are some of the key issues of sort of the key goals of 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 storytelling in games because of the very nature of games there are certain things that are sort of sidelined yeah. especially in terms of realism, you know, for example, in video game, take, uh, take Elder Scrolls again, for example, uh, the sort of magic that you have at your disposal um, as a player, if there really was a world where that existed, where anyone with a bit of magical ability could cast fireballs, etc. The world would look very different, I think, mm-hmm. very quickly. Because what, what would be the effects of that, you know? And, and I think a novelist will start thinking about that. If every third person or so can, can cast fireballs, then, well, then why would they actually even need to mm-hmm. chop wood anymore, for right. example? But in Skyrim, you see people chopping wood all over the place. Yeah. Why? Because, you know, it, that's just part of the sort of the, the, the vibe, the feel, the sort of world they want to evoke. It's, but it's not realistic because it wouldn't be like that. Of course. But that doesn't matter.
1: And you need limits to a, a magic system. It's uh, in a game you need you need to limit your ma- magic system as well. But it's it's a bit different. I think you get away with a lot more things than than in a novel.
0: Yeah, definitely. Even for example, <laughs> just how long it takes to travel from one place to another. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, in games, the, the world is usually actually very small, if, if, if the real world were that small. Right, uh,
1: <laughs> and gamers I mean, often, they understand because, you know, they, they understand that you need to alter a couple of things to, in order for the gameplay to benefit from it. And that's hmm. why you have fast traveling in lots of yeah. games, if you, if you wouldn't have that well, you can, all, you can always choose not to use it, right?
0: Yeah, uh, most games you uh, have a, have a fast travel system, including uh, MMOs. I, I remember when I first started playing Lord of the Rings Online, um, you had to wait quite a long time before you could get your own horse. And it felt like a real burden not having <laughs> a horse. Because that meant, you know, sometimes you had to spend 10 minutes just walking from one place to the next now they've changed that and you get a horse pretty quickly and i i can see why <laughs> anyway so yeah um what else do we want to cover in this
1: well uh, for example what i uh, love about m- my favorite games and i won't <laughs> i won't call them by name but um what my favorite games all have in common is that they don't have banal quest lines within the main story what is with it
0: so they might have banal quest lines but not within the main quest
1: right Sorry, I mean, so if, you, if you're mm. in a mood where you just want to discover and and, and, and uh, you know uh, find find someone's pet then you can do this but it doesn't turn up in the main quest line it's not like you're um, becoming for example you're becoming the dragonborn and someone asks you um, yeah uh, I can give you information about how to kill dragons or uh, where to find a map uh, so you can find them but uh, i've lost my goat yesterday and i want you to look <laughs> for it
0: here goat here princess uh, yes. and when you returned my, my frying my... pan yeah
1: <laughs> Would you me dearie? bring an old widower pan I could never break down that door miss out and when you've returned my goat or frying pan or whatever <laughs> um i will tell you this very very important information mm. that might save the world i just there are games that get away with that and i i simply don't understand
0: <laughs> no no uh i get what what you mean that that doesn't really bother me so much because sometimes small things do lead to Right, but when the stakes are
1: things. high, you must be a real <laughs> if you really want people to find your pet in order to give them vital <laughs> information to save the world or to save the their spouse. Yeah or, or well, whatever.
0: That's another thing that you always get in in video games, in, in video RPGs especially, is that everyone is incredibly passive and you the main character. <laughs> is the only person in the entire world who ever does anything and everybody else is always whining oh oh my my wife is kidnapped oh my 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 village is un- is under attack come help us but we won't do anything ourselves yeah right. we'll just stand in this exact same spot day and night <laughs> 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 you know yeah. I, that's you know you can get away with that in a game. If you did that in in a book, mm-hmm. people would just say, "Why aren't these people doing anything themselves? They are so weak." And you know, well, it helps
1: <laughs> if those characters who have vital quests for you can become companions for a limited time. That 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 helps, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's because because one Because it, it would make sense if someone has uh, lost his daughter, for example, and. They want you to help uh, look for her. I would want to go along and yeah I I wouldn't just stay home and wait for the other guy to return with information about.
0: Yeah no that's true. uh, But you know these are typical trappings of video games. I think recently uh, games have been trying to solve this problem by making the stakes more personal. Mm -hmm. So um, for example, both in The Witcher 3 and in Fallout 4, the person who is missing and that you're looking for is someone close to yourself. <laughs> your, own, your own child or your own uh, protege. And so that sort of gives a more internal motivation to the, the main right. character. Right. But for me, actually, both games kind of suffered because of that. Because, um, in the case of uh, of Fallout, the fact that you're looking for your son, Mm -hmm. mm, for me, that makes it hard to justify doing anything else until you find him.
1: If you have a lot of imagination, you can justify pretty much anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but to me, that that was sort of that's where the freedom that you get in the Bethesda game was sort Mm -hmm. of a little bit hurt in Fallout 4 because of that.
1: Like I did the Minuteman quest first, and my motivation was I want to have a lot of allies before I start looking for my son because it's no good to both of us if I turn up (laughs) dead. yeah so, and it's a it's a very hostile world so you need allies and you need to yeah you need to give first and in order to return people need your trust so i started building communities and and gaining people's trust and and it's very effective if you're in a very uh hostile area there are all these minutemen uh, there to to help you out if you're in, in peril
0: yeah i suppose that makes sense um Here's a strange thing to me. Um, I find it more fun in a game if the story, if I can be a little bit detached from the yeah. story. Does uh, does that
1: make sense? If it's more open, perhaps.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, like
1: that's a benefit that Skyrim has uh, compared to Fallout Four, because yeah, the, the sky is the limit. You can you can role play pretty much any character, and while I would. Uh, probably only create two characters for Fallout Four. I would create, uh, well, I have created about ten, yeah, <laughs> or more. Yeah, because you can invent all these kind of uh, different backgrounds and and stories. Um, yeah. For it just y- one one storyline, one character.
0: I notice that in older games the main character is more often someone with no real connection to the environment they're in. Mm. With no family members or, or close friendships at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, that allows for more role-playing freedom. And I, I, I mean, in recent times, developers have been trying to make games a bit more emotional, a bit more, I don't know, um, hit you emotionally. Because of that, they've introduced you know close family relations, mm-hmm. and uh, for books, I and, and movies, I completely agree, of course. But I note, I'm starting to think now that actually I prefer it when that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I liked it when you know when Dragon Age Two came out, the game was heavily criticized for a number of reasons. But one of the things that I liked about it at first was um, that you had a sister and a mother, and you know you sort of had to take care of them, and they were a big important part of your story. Mm-hmm. And and actually, I liked that. But then afterwards, you know, in Fallout, in The Witcher, etc., they kept coming back to having these close family relationships. As a result, the, the, the sort of adventure feel, yeah, the, the, the more escapist side of a game, was kind of lost. So I liked it for, for right. one time, but... I, I don't want too much of that because yeah,
1: because if you really want to immerse into that world, it doesn't make sense that you would just leave your family yeah. behind and go explore.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you are, a, a, you know, a loner and a, a sort of lone ranger type, that actually works it yeah, works better that, that way. Sense, yeah, makes sense, right.
1: Um, the, the same goes for, um, I think, if you have to have relationships, I think it comes naturally uh, for example, you, you meet a companion and you, you roleplay that you start liking that companion and when, when you lose it, uh, when he or she dies, uh, you actually think that's terrible. Yeah. So when you really, when you roleplay, when you get immersed into a world, you, you start feeling for characters anyway, uh, whether they're introduced in the beginning or whether you, you meet them along the way, it just comes naturally.
0: What's your take on uh, romance in video games?
1: Maybe I'm not allowed to say, but I think it's, uh, it's brilliantly done in, in Bethesda games.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> because you're free to, to have a relationship. And you can decide to get married and, and just settle and have a, a house
0: there's nothing romantic about getting married in skyrim come no, on <laughs> no that's
1: true. that's true but you it's have it's not even
0: remotely romantic
1: the the <laughs> cool thing about those games is that you if if you have a lot of imagination yourself they're perfect for you but if you mm. like uh, clear cut out storylines just right there for you to take mm. then you're probably better off with an, a different game but I like to um, invent things yeah. myself and, and imagine things myself, and, and I imagine a more romantic um, mm. <laughs> wedding than, than they actually present, because it's really dry. <laughs>
0: it is very dry. It's just
1: husband turns up, uh, ceremony, husband goes home.:
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. Do you agree to be bound together in love, now and forever?
1: I do. Now and forever.
0: Do you agree to be bound together in love, now and forever? I present the two of you with these matching rings. We're married.
1: Blessed by we'll need to, to decide where we're living, won't we? May they protect you your can always stay in with me. Uh,
0: Not really but, romantic. But you know, uh, Bioware has always been sort of. Um, the main developer for people who like yeah. to to get, to have romances in games, and
1: it's kind of cute that you can have a, that that you can build a relationship with your companions along the way. I think it's it's interesting.
0: Yeah, I, personally, I, I used to like it, but I don't know these days. I I really don't care for it anymore. It's I, just I, a I, bit, yeah. It was a big deal for me when I played Mass Effect. Like, oh, who's going to be my romantic interest? <laughs> But now, now if that
1: you're married, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's different. I'm not
0: allowed to, <laughs> no, but uh, no, really, actually, um, I guess all of that is part of something that I've come to realize over time, which is that if you want to tell an emotional story that is human emotion, video games are, and, and a lot of people are going to hate me for this, video games are the worst possible medium to do that and they keep trying to i get the the impression that they keep trying to justify video games by telling by saying oh but they can tell all these emotional stories like haven't you played uh, the last of us or whatever and and i think you know in in every single case it would have been more emotional if it were a movie right you know
1: yeah i agree well, I think it's kind of cute if they put these small elements in there. For example, in in Dragon Age, I thought it was really nice that you could uh, give your party members gifts and then see well, what the reaction was. That yeah. was kind of cute. And but but you know the 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 sex thing, I don't really need it in <laughs> games.
0: <laughs> it it's it's very awkward.
1: Yeah, it's awkward and
0: I think the thing is. What you just mentioned about the um, the gift giving and characters liking what you do, etc., those to me, those are the real emotional things that the video game that the video game can do mm-hmm. that a movie or a book cannot do. Right is is giving you the sense of connecting,
1: interaction, interacting,
0: yeah. um, but I think that only works if you do it on a very sort of not so serious scale. Yeah, right. Not, I mean, the big emotional moments. Who's going to live? Who's going to die? I don't really enjoy that. <laughs> cool. um, but just, just the small things like, oh, they enjoyed the present I gave. Uh, I like that. <laughs> but like, that's just me, I guess.
1: No, I, I agree. Uh, I think the best game creators are those who who just say, uh, we want to create a, a game that's, that's simple and that doesn't want to... I think it goes for movies as well that doesn't really w- want to start from a message or a
0: oh no no it's certainly a game should not have a message.
1: I, even having trouble with the the moral choices, the increasing moral choices in video games, I think it it kind of takes away my my gameplay pleasure actually. I,
0: I agree. I think that moral choices have become too much the sort of scene from The Dark Knight with the two boats, you know, where this really... Which was a cool scene. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, the the really difficult moral choice, what am I going to do? I don't think that's what what games should be about. I I know everybody these days is saying that that's that's what makes a great game. Oh, these difficult moral choices. But I I completely disagree with that. I. Yeah. Th- that's not that's not morality. That's um, that's sort of fringe morality, mm-hmm. you know.
1: I'm even having trouble with these very vital choices you have to make in a game, that have these terrible consequences. I usually don't um, look for walkthroughs. Mm. online but when I come across this very vital choice and I have really no idea about the outcome then I, I, I have to know what the consequences of my mm. choice will be or, or it will just destroy the entire game for me.
0: Well here's an example of something that I really did like. There is lesser known uh, role-playing game series based on the German tabletop game The Dark Eye. Mm-hmm. Das schwarze Auge. Mm. And the series is called Drakensang. And um, in the second game, The River of Time, they I think what they did very well in that game was you do get to make various choices along the way that, ma- that completely change what happens in the mm-hmm. game. But they are not moral choices. They're simply a matter of what kind of adventure do you prefer? A sneaky one? or an all-out war adventure and i like that right that's that's that gives it replayability you can play it in a different way and it's not about you know what's right what's wrong who gets to live who gets to die true um actually it makes it more fun to replay
1: and that's where a game can make a difference games can do lots of stuff that uh, movies and, and books cannot do i think the best Video game creators know the limitations of games, and know the assets of games, the the possibilities. Yes. Uh, for example, uh, you can you can play with life and and death. What happens when you die in the game? I know this. Was it Dragon's Dogma where you didn't die but only got scars or something?
0: Oh yeah, that Fable, I think. Oh, Fable, okay. Yeah, that was that was interesting um, if if you died quote-unquote in that game you didn't actually die you couldn't die but you did get a a, a battle scar and and <laughs> and the more often you died the, the uglier you got <laughs> yeah and also uh, in that game the more often you ate the fatter you became <laughs> really and I st- after a while my character became this huge fat <laughs> scar guy full of scars so (laughs) so, yeah
1: (laughs) and there you were trying to make a very beautiful character at the beginning and then you just screwed him up (laughs) i I thought
0: it was actually interesting
1: yeah that's interesting and there are lots of games who who are uh, starting to explore that the the possibilities of of gameplay like divinity is also very original
0: a belgian rpg series and a very good one
1: yeah, and simply the the things they come up with and the, the setting and the, the silly little references to yeah. high and low culture.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a certain sense of humor that I thought died out in games after Monkey Island and Space Quest for people <laughs> who are old enough to remember those. Um, the... the sort of humor that really remembers it's all just a game you know yeah uh, let's just have fun let's not take it too seriously um and um but larian studios with divinity they brought that back to rpgs yeah. and i and i really enjoyed that
1: yeah me too i love that because i think a lot of more recent games suffer from the fact that they take themselves too seriously mm-hmm and, um, it's probably what I like about the Fallout setting as well. It's, it's, yeah, it's got very, a lot of humor. also. Yeah. And very tongue and cheeky and, and a bit dark, dark humor as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Um, you have these silly little instruction videos. Yeah. Following Total Atomic Annihilation, the rebuilding of this great nation of ours may fall to you. That's why we at vault have prepared these educational materials for you to better understand the seven defining attributes that make you special. Our topic today is Endurance. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's really cool. I, I always appreciate the humor in, in games.
0: Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to mention one more game Alan Wake. What did you think of that?
1: I loved it. Uh, the atmosphere was awesome. I just thought it was too difficult and um, Really zombies are not really good for my health
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> it was a survival game So you had to have that feel of yeah, I've only got one more bullet and
1: I'm not good with yeah. zombies and at some point I just I I ran out of ammo and I just got stuck in the game and that Mm. was really sad because I really wanted to finish it, but I just, I I, I sucked, I just didn't. I'm not good with zombies, Um, I'm not very good with ghouls as well, they really, really (laughs) scary. Yeah. Yeah, if I play Fallout then um, I always appreciate you being around. (laughs)
0: Maybe one more question. Um, uh, or, or topic that I'd like to discuss. Uh, we've been talking a lot about role-playing games because both of us uh, like to play those the most. But um, I'm wondering about different genres of games. Like what about strategy games and or even match-three games? <laughs> how, yeah. do you, how do you get storytelling in, in those sort of things? And
1: Well, I remember uh, a tablet game, a, a match-three game, Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it name again? Um,
0: was it Match Three Quest?
1: Yeah, it was Match Three Quest. It was something with Quest. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, and um, that's kind of a, a hybrid between uh, role play and Match Three, which is a brilliant concept, actually. If you comes to, to
0: me, world. that sounds like pizza with chocolate sauce, <laughs> but okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought it was original, and um, of course, you never get as much fun out of. A tablet or a smartphone game that you get out of a a real video game just with your console or computer. There are a lot of original things out there, I think, and I I, I do think that adventure games are a genre that that's really interesting to play on a tablet. Mm, right, especially if it's a big one.
0: Yeah. What do you mean a big one? A
1: big tablet. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought big, a, a, a big, big adventure game. Yeah, big screen. Yeah,
0: yeah, oh yeah, definitely, yeah. Japanese role-playing games, on the whole, I've noticed, tend to not give you a choice in the storytelling. And they just, they tell you the story. And the, the role-play aspect purely comes from the type of gameplay. Yeah. You know, you can build your character and, and you can, but the story is just told to you in cutscenes right what do you think of that
1: well i think it's okay but i'm not a big fan of, of cutscenes because i think you Me know either. you can you can watch a movie if you want cutscenes you want to play if you if you play a game but these japanese games like uh, the first rpg i ever played was dragon quest 9 hmm. sentinels of the starry skies and i thought it was pretty cool because the gameplay was was a lot of fun and it didn't bother me that much uh, that the, the story was just straight out told to you because mm. I was having so much fun uh, discovering all these kinds yeah. of abilities and putting my party together and stuff and having these really um, funny names and equipment. And yeah. It was a really That was also a game setting. with a sense of humor, yeah. Yeah, really original setting. I love that. But when they start getting more serious, I... I I'm not really a big fan of the Japanese games.
0: Okay, fair enough. I
1: like them um, silly and pixelated.
0: <laughs> okay, so I guess that's a good note to end our discussion of video games on. Silly and pixelated! <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and of course we're, we're really really interested in what your opinion is about um, storytelling in games. What do you like about uh, stories in games, what do you dislike. I think a lot of games have their strengths, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're just some games, they have all the things that you're looking for in a game and it, I think it's a personal. I'm a Bethesda girl.
0: <laughs> you were? <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I know lots of people are like, what? I've played Skyrim for like two hours and I didn't, re- I, I really don't understand what you like about it. No, well, that's fine. Then you're probably not a good be- person. No, it isn't. <laughs>
0: those people are just wrong. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: It's, it's like <laughs> someone, someone ever told me, oh, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I've seen those movies.
0: No, those people are wrong.
1: I, I didn't really get them. Uh, no, what, no, that was
0: the big deal about it. Those yeah. people are objectively wrong. <laughs> okay. If you don't like the Lord of the Rings, see a doctor, <laughs> a psychiatrist, or oh, you know what, just, you know, just lock yourself up in a padded cell somewhere. <laughs>
1: With the extended edition.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Okay, so <laughs> I think we've covered uh, enough ground. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.